So, saying that, I got a couple of housekeeping I'd like to start with. First off, just know I'm not a very smart man. Uh, I'm, I'm really not. I'm good at what I do. I work hard. But sometimes I'm just not a very smart man. So just bear with me sometimes. When I get nervous, I talk really fast. So that might happen. Um, second off, second part, <clears throat> Miss Becky sabotaged me. I helped her move a Christmas tree. So now I have glitter all over me. So this light is maybe like a disco ball up here, I'm sure. So that just adds to it, I guess. <clears throat> so last week, um, in one of my devotions, was, talk, was talking about Moses when he was standing on the hill and holding the rod over when the Israelites fought the Amalekites. <clears throat> also, my voice has suddenly become hoarse right in the middle of choir practice, so there's that. But right, um, but my devotion was going over, it was Exodus 17, and Moses holding up his staff, and when his staff was held up, the, the Israelites were winning, they were, they were beating the Amalekites, and when he dropped his staff, his arm got tired, the Amalekites started winning. And they talked about how Moses and her were on the hill with him, and they figured out ways to kind of prop his arm up. And the picture was they were holding his hand. They were helping him hold that staff up. And it really hit me hard on how, as a, as a Christian, that's how I should be for the church. As a Christian, as a member of this church, that's how I should be for my pastor. As a husband, that's how I should be for my wife. I should be helping her. I should be holding her up, be helping my pastor, holding my pastor. So all day, that was Tuesday, all day that kind of just stuck with me, just drove it right in my heart, <clears throat> and um, yeah, it just stuck with me. And then 9 o'clock Wednesday morning, Pastor texted me and said, hey, would you mind filling in? <laughs> so how do you say no after a day like you had the day before of holding your, you know, helping your pastor hold that staff, and man, it got me good. So I, I literally texted back and said, yes, sir, I will do my best. And so here we are. So... All right, so what I'd like to talk to you, what, what I'd like us to do is everyone just close your eyes and just imagine with me. <clears throat> imagine the, the happiest moment that you've ever had. <clears throat> it might be when, you're, when your son or daughter was born. It might be when your spouse said, sure, I'll marry you. It might be, it might be if you're a snow, it might be the first time you ever walked, it, walked into Disneyland, if, it could be anything, whatever. Just think of that happiest moment. It gives you little butterflies, right? It might be the first time you see your child, see your son or daughter's face. <clears throat> now, imagine the first time we get to see Jesus, right? Imagine that. Imagine that feeling we're going to have. And he's going to say one of two things, right? He's going to say, well, well done, my good and faithful servant, or I never knew thee. I hope that he says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I know he will because I'm saved, but I want him to be proud of me. I want him to say, man, you really did a good job, right? You came out of hard situations with a good testimony. You came out of tough decisions with a good testimony. So that's kind of led me into that. <clears throat> Not only supporting my pastor and, and serving as hard as I can and supporting him and this church as a Christian, my wife, as a husband, but the service that I do. So kind of just morphed in. And that's where, okay, we can open our eyes. Sorry, everybody's under our eyes. My apologies. So <clears throat> we're going to look at this thing called service, and particularly wholehearted service. Now, I'm not going to be here. I don't have 12 points like uh, someone did this morning. But we're going to look at a couple, couple different passages, a couple different verses, uh, and go from there. 
So let's open our Bible to Colossians 3. Colossians 3, this is just where I'd like to call, I guess, my, my starter verse. <clears throat> so wholehearted service. Wholehearted service. Everybody here has a job to do. As a Christian, we have, we have a place to be in at this church. As a Christian, we're supposed to be spreading his good news, telling people about him. Um, as a person that works in the workforce, work for, work we're supposed to be doing our job to the very best ability that we can do it. I have this conversation with Jacob, Jacob quite a bit. Everything I do, I want to be the best at. I'm not, and I know I'm not, but I strive to be the best, right? Christ is our measuring stick. He's perfect. So everything I do, I want, I want to be the best dad. I want to be the best basketball player when we play basketball. I want to be the best paramedic and, and best leader I can in my job. So that's how we should approach our service when it comes to the church. So if everybody's there, Colossians 3, verse 23. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, my throat's really bothering me. And whatsoever ye do, verse 23, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. All right, so we're going to pray, and we'll jump right in. And, you know, Brother Roma said he doesn't get paid. I'm glad, because it's probably only going to be about 15 minutes. So <laughs> I'd be cheating the church if I was getting paid today. So let's pray, and we'll get started. Lord, we do thank you for the day, Lord. We're so thankful. For all you do for us, Lord, and all the opportunities that we have here, Lord, and just this church. Just, Lord, we're so thankful for everything you've given us, and just so thankful for this time of year, just remembrance, and just be with us now, Lord, be with my, my nerves, just calm me, Lord, help me to say what you've given me, and just uh, pray, just honor us and glorify you, Lord, and ask all this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so importance, the importance of wholehearted service. So the importance of the, wholeheart, of the wholehearted service is our service, A, our service is supposed to bring glory to God, right? So, 1 Corinthians 10.31, I've got old-fashioned notes, sorry. It's all written with pencil, and I've got bookmarks in my Bible, so it'll be quicker. So, 1 Corinthians 10.31, <clears throat> whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Our service is to glorify God in all we do. Our job, like I said earlier, our job as a Christian is to, do, to glorify God. Everything we do is to glorify God. Our service is also a, is a form of worship to God. God sees our wholehearted service and our dedication to his word and to what he has for us to do in the church as a form of worship. Our service is also a reflection for the love of God. Matthew five sixteen. pardon me while I flip over there. <clears throat> this is Jesus talking. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So that's saying our, our good works will glorify the God, our God in heaven. When we are doing what we're supposed to do, we're acting the way we're supposed to, we're talking the way we're supposed to, we're supposed to stand out, right? We're supposed to be separated from this world while we're still in this world. And people will notice that. They'll see that. They'll say that. I've seen it at work with myself. When I've tried my best to be the best person I could be, best Christian I could be, people know not to act a certain way around me. If you know anyone in healthcare, most RNs, we have a couple RNs in here, especially in the emergency med medicine side of it, there's a lot of jaded folks, a lot of jaded people in that field. 
And sometimes they get a little vulgar, and sometimes they say things, and they're very upfront with things, and just natural reaction for some folks. But they know not to act that way in front of me because I don't act that way, right? They know better, and I've had people say that. And it's a good testimony. It's a good testimony for a church, and I hope that would help them to glorify, help to glorify the God in heaven, just like the verse says. Everything we do must point others to Christ. And one way we do that was how we act. The importance of wholehearted service. Not only does our service bring glory to God, our service promotes unity to the church. Serving together builds good relationships with each other and strengthens our bonds. <clears throat> bonds. Oh, I've lost the bookmark. Uh... Sorry. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, if y'all would like to turn there. Uh. <clears throat> so, unity in the church. So, when we, when we serve together, we're going to become, we're going to be closer, we're going to be uh, we're going to be stronger as a team. Uh, I love to read, um, like, Navy SEAL books. And a lot of those guys, when they get out of the SEAL teams, they go into, like, you know, team-building careers where they do different type of talks and they write books and things like that. And some of them are really good leadership books and things. And every single one of them talk about when Navy SEAL is the best on the earth, the best commandos on the earth, when they go through their training – it's, it's not about the single soldier. If you go into that training and it's about me, 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 you won't last very long. They will, you will, the, the training is designed to get those people out of there. You can be the strongest, smartest guy in the group, but if you're not about the team, you're not going to be there. They'll, keep, they'll get you out. The, the training will weed you out. And they talk about that. They talk about how we're really not the most advanced fighters. They are the most advanced fighters, but they're not the, the, the best in the world because of what they do and how they do it. They're best in the world because of how they work together. They're, they're one, one guy that I've, I've read before <clears throat> said they're master team, team members. They're professional team members. They're, they're expert team members. So that's, that's, you know, as a church, we should be working together. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 talks about that a little bit. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. And if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So the passage just reiterates what I'm saying here. It's, to serving together is how you're, you're, you go and you, you achieve the mission. You, you win the battle. And that's what we're in. We're in battle as Christians. Every day we go out fighting these, these forces and the, just the evilness of this world, and it's not going to get any easier. Um, Jacob told me not to embarrass him, but I, I fear for what Jacob's going to have to go into the workforce or to the college or whatever he decides to be. It's going to be a totally different world from what I'm living in. You know, we're, and I'm, I, I'd stay in little old Ripley. I can imagine if, you know, heaven forbid, forbid he goes somewhere big like New York or Memphis or something like that. The, the world is, is getting darker and darker, and the fight's real. We're out, and you, every adult here can attest to that. 
<clears throat> so the importance of the wholehearted service, we service bring glory, uh, service promotes unity in the church. Serving together builds our relationship and strengthens our bond. Serving together gives us a place of belonging. It gives someone a place to, to belong. Once again, as a team, if I, if I know that I'm being depended on to be there, then it makes me want to be there even more. If I'm a part of the Christian, Christian the Christmas cantata, and I, I have a speaking part, then I need to be at that practice, and we're, we're going to work together and get it perfect, right? So it's, it's, it's important to be in your spot. When you have a job, when you have a service, and you have something you're supposed to be doing in the church, we have to be in it and be there and be faithful. Service fulfills our purpose as Christians. This is just a quick little note. <clears throat> Service fulfills our purpose as a Christian. We are called to be his hands and feet, uh, be the hands and feet in Christ. You know, I've heard that my entire time, you know, being preached at, and I've never really just thought about it. But we are called to be the hands and feet of Christ. And, you know, we have the word. We have the word, but some, someone might not. So how do, we, how do we get them the word? We be the hands and feet of Christ. We go to them and we talk to them and we demonstrate to them our actions, like I said earlier, the way we act and the way we talk and the way we, we present ourselves should point to Christ. It makes it that much easier. If I'm walking around and I'm, you know, if I'm walking around and not being very Christianly, if I'm talking negative, if I'm, you know, I'm over here with Miss Joe gossiping and talking down about someone and then, Nathan hears me, and then a few minutes later, I go to Nathan. I want to uplift Nathan, and I want to witness to him and tell him something good the Lord's done for me. How, how serious think Nathan's going to take me? Um, we need to be the hands and feet of Christ, and that's what we are. <clears throat> that's our duty. Romans 12 and verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one member one of, one of another. Having them gifts differing according to the grace that is given, Given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. So, we're called to be the hands and feet of Christ. We've all been given abilities and talents and sorry, a specific group of people that someone next to us may never even see. Uh, you may never even, hopefully you'll never see somebody on an ambulance, but I deal with them every single day. Um, the crews there. Uh, you know, that's just, I have that outreach there. You have that outreach there. Miss Tony has people come into her drive through every single day that she can reach more than others. And she has. Um, she's had that opportunity. So we're supposed to be the hands and feet of Christ in those situations and reach those people. <clears throat> Sorry. So the importance of wholehearted service to the church. Our service brings glory to God, promotes unity in the church, and we've, that's, our, that's our purpose. Secondly, there's a lot of hindrances to the wholehearted service. Number one being selfishness and pride. 
Brother Roma talked about selfishness and pride pretty good this morning. Um, us as humans, we're inherently, we're inherently selfish. If you don't believe me, go to the nursery. <laughs> I mean, you got, a, you got a toddler. Give them a toy and tell the other one, hey, go play with them and see what happens. We're just inherently selfish. It's mine. It's flashy. I like it. And as a Christian, that's, that's a dangerous thing to be. <clears throat> so some people focus on our own desires and interests. That's selfishness. They think they're too important to serve. They think they're too important to do the, the dirty work, right? There might be a toilet to be cleaned. There might be a mess to be cleaned up. There might be a diaper to be changed in the nursery. Uh, Romans 12.3 right there says, For I say through grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than they ought to think. That's pride right there. Don't think you're too good to do something. It's because that's what we're here to do. We're here to work. We're here to serve. We're here to, to point others through Christ at every juncture, whether we tell them or whether just our actions, our everyday attitude. That's, that's our job as Christians. And some seek recognition rather than being humble. As a paramedic, <clears throat> we have a term called being a paragod. So that's a, usually it's a, it's a young paramedic that gets out of school and he thinks he knows everything. I'm sure some nurses, I don't, I don't, yeah, don't want to hurt anybody, nurses' feelings, but nurses go through the same thing. I don't know what nurses call, what do y'all call that? Just a baby nurse? Yeah, I guess. A what? I, there you go. We call them paragods, and every paramedic goes through that. And until you get knocked down or you come into a situation where, man, I really don't know what's going on and don't know what to do, um, you, you will remain a paragod. And sometimes there's people like me or someone else that can look out for that better or who's been through it, uh, can sit them down and really knock it out of them really, truly fast. But it's kind of a learning thing. So we, we try... Everybody likes to be recognized, right? I want to be recognized whenever I go and, you know, clean the toilet after some kid went in there and stuffed a bunch of toilet paper in there. Uh, everybody wants to be recognized when we clean up outside, clean up a mess that Apollo made in the yard. Um, everybody likes to be recognized, but the key is to be humble and not to be looking, not to be haughty about it. <clears throat> so, hinders this wholehearted service. Number one is selfishness and pride. Number two, it's going to be businesses, busyness, businesses, busyness and distractions. And this is me right here. This, this hits me hard because there's not ever enough time in the day. I've always got a good excuse. Tonight was not the first time that pastors ever asked me to stand in for him. I've always had some excuse for him, and it's usually... Pastor, I'm really busy. I've got a lot going on this week, and I usually do, but that's not a good enough reason to turn down helping my pastor. Um, <clears throat> busyness, and busyness and distractions, my goodness. Not enough time of the day. Lack of prioritization, that kind of fits along with it. We don't prioritize what we need to, how we need to. Reading our Bible, 
devoting the time that we need for our devotions and just sitting with God and just telling God, hey, use me, help me. And then wasting time. What a, what a world we live in. That's all we do is waste time sometimes. You ever sit in a recliner all day long? You sit down after lunch or after breakfast, you look up, it's, you know, your wife's in there making supper. Just, just like that. That happened to me yesterday. Sometimes those days are great. Sometimes those days are fantastic. And that, was, that was yesterday. I was able to do some studying, watch some football, took a nap, ate good food. But every day is a problem. And there's some people every day, all they want to do is sit around and watch TV, play on the phone, play a video game. <clears throat> Jacob. Uh, but wasting time. If you want to get away from God, that's the biggest thing, is, is not devoting the time that it takes to, to just get in his presence. If you're not with God every day, it's a day wasted. Every day. So selfishness and pride and business, is, business and there's, we can throw all kinds of stuff in there, um, but those two are the two that hit me hard, busyness especially. All right, so wholehearted services. We have the importance of it. We have the hindrances to it. Now how to wholeheartedly serve. We have to be intentional in our service. We have to commit to it, number one. Have to commit to it. Uh, It's a a commitment to be a soldier, to be a Christian, to be somebody that's going to take this life seriously. It's a commitment. We have to pray every day. We have to read our Bible. We have to arm ourselves every day, protect ourselves, protect our family, protect our church our pastor and his family. We have to seek opportunities to serve. One thing that <clears throat> I try to do as a, as a Christian, as a member of this church, is I try to go to Pastor Hayes or something I can do for you because there's a lot that he does. Y'all, y'all realize that. He is constantly doing something here, whether it's visiting or mowing someone's grass or mowing the grass here or just running the church. It's a, it's a full-time job. I've had people tell me, I've invited folks to church, and I had one guy in particular I remember. I'll never forget it, and I didn't even know this was a thing, but there's still people that won't come to church if they have a full-time pastor. And I asked him, I said, what? he asked me, he said, does your pastor work anywhere else? And I said, no, sir, he's, we fully support him. He's on our, we pay him. No, I don't go to churches if they're full-time. They're crooks. I was like, no, no, brother. They're not, they're, they're underpaid, trust me. Um, but there's still people that believe that, that don't. They want a bivocational pastor. And there's some churches that have to do that. He mentioned that this morning. But there's some people, that's how they grew up. And they won't go. I don't know why. I've never been to a, this is the only church I've really ever been to. So I've always had a full-time pastor, so I don't know. Uh, so I always try to seek opportunity. Get back to that. Seek opportunity to serve. I always try to ask pastors, is there something I can do for you? Is there something that needs to be done before service or, or whatnot? And usually he says, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. But I always try to ask him, give me something to do. And I try to tell Jacob to do that too sometimes. Go see if there's something we can do. If there's something to be done, go do it. And sometimes we don't even have to ask. If there's a mess, like we said earlier, if there's a mess, clean it up. If there's a chips on the floor after Wednesday night, because there's always chips on the floor after Wednesday night, grab a broom. Sweep it up. It's not hard. That's a form of service. So be intentional or service. 
Be humble in your service. James 1.17. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from God and cometh down from the Father of lights. Our, our abilities and our gifts and what God, excuse me, <clears throat> our ability and our gifts and just the ability to be able to do things comes from God. And we need to acknowledge that and thank him for it. If you're, if you're able to sing, sing. If you're able to mow the grass or help with outside chores, things like that, do it. If you're just able to call somebody and say, hey, we missed you today. Why don't you come back or, you know, send a card. That's an underserved service, I believe. So be humble in your service. Put the needs of the church above our own. And then we need to encourage one another. Recognize each other's role, right? I'm not up here auditioning for pastor's role. That's, nor do I ever want to. This is horrifying. Um, but I, I joked with Steve last time I filled in for him. I said, people wanted me to take it full time, but I turned it down. I didn't, I didn't, wanna, I didn't wanna take a job from you. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not a conductor either, but, you know, recognize each other's roles and respect those roles. Um, express gratitude for each other's service. Proverbs 12, 25. <clears throat> Heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop, but a good word make it glad. Tell pastor you appreciate him. Tell, tell, tell Steve you appreciate him, even though, you know, whatever. But tell your Sunday school teacher, yeah, I appreciate your, your lesson this morning. Encourage them, because it helps. You never know when somebody might need just a little bit of pick-me-up. Everybody goes through those times and those days. Hey, good job. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Buy, buy somebody's lunch at the, the cafe. You see them. You never know. And help when needed. So when we, when we see something that needs to be done, do it. Offer to help. <clears throat> when everyone is stacking chairs and moving tables, don't, don't just stand in the corner with your buddies. Well, most of the time, y'all, we're making y'all do it. But when you see somebody doing something, go do it. Never let a lady carry a bag that's too heavy for them. So, three points. <clears throat> the importance of wholehearted service. Our service brings glory to God. We promote, it promotes unity, fulfills our purpose. Number two, our hindrances, our selflessness and pride just keeps us from that, that, that one more thing Christ should be proud of us for. And how to be so wholehearted, how to serve wholeheartedly is be intentional, be humble, encouraged. That's just a few. These are just my finite mind coming up with it, so not very eloquent. Wholehearted service is, a part, is an important aspect of our Christian walk, Christian walk. By serving with intentionality, humility, and a desire to glorify God, we can fulfill our purpose and draw others to Him. Let's pray. Father, we love you, Lord. Thank you for what I learned by studying this out, Lord, and by, by reading and learning through what, you, what I feel like you've given me, Father. I pray that it helps someone. I pray that it drew someone closer to you, Father. Lord, just be with us now. Help us, Lord. Just guide us. Uh, if anyone here needs to do business with you, Father, I pray that you convict them and help them, Lord. And just watch our protect, Lord. If you will keep your head bowed, head bowed and stand. And as piano plays, if you need to do business, do business. Don't, don't quench the spirit.
thank y'all. So thank y'all for listening. I uh, hope you got something out of it. I know I did studying it out and reading through it. So we'll pray and be dismissed. Hope to see you back on Wednesday night. We have Tuesday. I knew it. I knew it. Tuesday night. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Tuesday. One day before Keegan's birthday. All right. <clears throat> so let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Father, we love you once again, Lord. We're just so thankful for the day you've given us in your house. Lord, pray to be with us now. Give us safety on the way home. Uh, bring us back on Tuesday at 7 o'clock, Lord. Ask Disney. Amen.